This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. You're listening to the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers, Episode 124, The Angry Birds Movie. Jenna Tour. Welcome to the Animation Addicts Podcast. This is... Hmm, yeah, you can tell I haven't been on the podcast for a while because I don't really know how to start it off. Welcome to the Animation... Morgan, Morgan, it's live, it's live. Can't edit this. <laughs> Welcome to the Animation Addicts Podcast, Disney, DreamWorks, Pixar, Don Bluth, and wow, everything in between. It's It's been too long, guys. I'm off once, and look what happens to me. I don't even know our catchphrase. I'm one of your hosts, Morgan Stradling. I'm here with my lovely co-hosts, Mason Smith and Chelsea Robson. Hello, my friends. Hello, animation fans. Even then, I mix up your names. Normally, I say Chelsea Robson and Mason Smith, but anyways, yes. So, for those of you who are new to our show and are like, what the heck is happening? We are three friends who are obsessed with animation, all things animated, and we get together every two weeks and we talk about an animated movie, past or present. This time we are present. We are talking about a new release, the Angry Birds movie, and we just give our thoughts on it. We have a good time. It's really fun, laid back. The the, the unique thing about our show is that it's for fans by fans, so we definitely give a fan perspective. Um, Some of us are involved in the animation industry. Uh, Mason, who is pursuing to be in that field, and then others of us are, probably will never be in that industry, but we still <laughs> appreciate it for everything that it produces. Not with that attitude. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm not just hoping to be. I am a, I am actually a professional animator now. Well, whoa, big yeah. update. Mason is a professional animator. He is no longer aspiring. He's no longer. Wow, all of those other. He's made I mean, it, it's not that it's not that big of a deal. It's not it. like I'm working for like Pixar or anything, but I. But you're uh, working. For, That's for about a month now. Deal. Yeah, he's working. Um, as as of a month ago, I, I've been working as a consultant for rigging and animation um, at a, a, a game company in town that makes educational computer games, and uh, I am in charge of all the animation for uh, the characters. And so uh, it's not it's not a huge deal, but yeah, I guess technically I am. A professional animator now and it just sort of happens so i am i i am proud of my metamorphosis and uh i hope you to... have become a beautiful butterfly <laughs> a beautiful butterfly <laughs> oh mason from butterfly. up here you all look like tiny ants oh, on the next rotocast mason you need to draw yourself turning into a heimlich a beautiful butterfly, butterfly. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah well hopefully i'm sure it'll lead to big uh you know, to to even cooler things, but yeah, it is a it is a really cool job, and I'm I'm glad to have it. But yeah, I do a little animating. <laughs> well, cool news on my side is um, for all of the patrons know that I've been for the last couple of weeks I've been doing this thing called uh, 
making dreams come true. And if you follow me on any social media network or anything, then that is like, I've been doing that type of thing. every. And Mason thinks that I'm like <laughs> taking <Sorry>. over. <laughs> when, when they realize whose dreams you're making come true. It's like... I make other Sorry, people's go, dreams go come true too. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No, you, you, make, you make our dreams come true by being on the podcast with us every week. So. I make go ahead. My, sorry, sorry. I, I didn't mean to. Okay, I have to explain now. So basically, for a long time, I just I didn't feel like a lot was going on in my life, or at least I didn't. I just wanted more to be going on, and so I decided, okay, I'm gonna like you know make my dreams come true. Which I made a whole list of things of even small things like hiking the Superstitious Mountains, which are really close to where I live, and I had never done it, and I just wanted to do it. So that was one of my make my dreams come true, and it has progressively increased. Um, until, uh, last week I did something kind of crazy and I bought tickets to go to the Olympics in Rio. <gasps> dun, 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 no, dun. don't get the Zika virus. Dun, dun, yeah, well, dun, dun, that's dun, what dun, I've heard dun. a lot too, yeah. I but don't think I, you're allowed to visit me after the fact because. <laughs> probably not. Mm. <laughs> um, so I will, um, I'll be going down to Brazil and I'll be spending six weeks there. And so I'll be traveling from multiple cities and uh, stay tuned to my website to be able to see uh, and also join my join my um, email list and you'll be oh. able to be updated on all of those areas that I'm going to go to because I am going to be doing several shows um, along my trip as well. Ooh. So if you happen to be in Brazil and you want to see me, this is a good chance that you have. So I'm probably going to for do about one time only. Chelsea is ten- coming back to her mother country of Brazil. <laughs> Well, 10 cities, so it'll be pretty amazing. 10 city tour. 10 wow. city uh, tour. 10 city tour, people. Yeah. So that <laughs> is <laughs> like super exciting in my life. So I've been, I've been really planning and really putting that together. And a lot of puzzle pieces have been going together to be able to put that in action. So that's what I've been going on. <laughs> in the chat, they're already asking us to do Rio instead of Angry Birds. <laughs> Too late. We already did, we're already starting <laughs> the podcast, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well that's great news chelsea morgan do you have any exciting news that you you want to announce um, to top all that oh man i can't top chelsea's news but um, I'm, I'm pregnant so i guess that's <laughs> we've known for a while but <laughs> for a really long time um i've been very 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 sick going on 13 weeks being sick uh 13 yeah i'm 17 weeks and i've been non-stop sick throwing up five to ten times a day for 13 of those weeks it's awesome and that's why i wasn't here last time for the episode and yeah so life is great but (laughs) i'm hoping it goes away they're like oh after 12 weeks it'll go away and i'm like no okay maybe so i'm on medicine now and it does help but i didn't take my medicine um last night because i have been feeling a little bit better and i've progressively gotten worse throughout the day so yeah sorry about the like the the bummer news i guess i need to be more positive but yeah so that's excite my exciting news um i will find out whether it's a boy or a girl in like a few weeks so i'll keep you guys updated and that's that's all i have so i'm sorry i couldn't be here last time i was really bummed because it was titan ae but like I've just really, really been out of it. Um, it's not even like I'm my normal self. It's very strange for me because I'm always like on the ball. But anyways, let's move on. We have a really fun episode. So this was an episode that was picked by the patrons because the patrons, one of our perks when we reached a certain level is that we would review new films. 
And so we are going to be reviewing the Angry Birds movie, which came out a few weeks ago. Um, just the way that our recording cycle went, we, you know, it's probably been about a, two weeks since it's come out, two weekends since it's come out. So um, we definitely have some box office that we can talk about. It's been out a while, critical reception, our own thoughts, as well as we're going to start this off with a nerdy couch discussion. And we, this is per the request of one of our writers, Brandon. It was his birthday this past week, and he really wanted us to do a nerdy couch discussion talking about video game adaptations. So we're going to make this really long and talk about all different outlets, you know, <laughs> current video game adaptations. You know, Ratchet and Clank recently was one oh, that was done right. in animation, which we did not review because uh, the Roto Council did decide not to do that one denied <laughs> and we're also talking but why? about it was you know, such a successful film we'll also talk about ideas of uh possible animated video game adaptations and whatnot so let's get into it Okay, so some of the one of the first video game animated adaptations, like shows or films that I ever watched, was um, Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm. He actually had I a cartoon. I did watch that cartoon growing he up. Had, I, he, he had like a cool one and like a lame one, and I can't remember which was which. I, I think <laughs> Sonic is lame regardless, but uh, worst fandom ever. But I, uh, I did remember watching that, and... Um, my dad used to call me Masonic the Hedge Boy, so that was one of my uh, kooky, one of my kooky nicknames. I did watch that show. I specifically remember about Sonic the Hedgehog was the end credits. Um, I don't know why those stood out to me so much, but I I did watch that. It seems like '90s was a great time for animation in general and TV shows because it seems like everything had an animated counterpart to it. Um, you know, the Pokemon had the Pokemon anime. That's right. Sonic the Hedgehog had the Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, there was a Super Mario Brothers. Uh, <laughs> the Super Mario I Super Show. Yes, yeah, the Super Mario All Super toast Show. Toast does toast, toast. <laughs> I, I just there... remember one quote from one episode one time when Peach is like running outside and. Um, I, I think Luigi is running after Mario and he, classic. She comes out and she's like, "Don't forget your frog suit." Oh, gosh. <laughs> what the, the most useless suit ever. <laughs> Gotta have that tanuki. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. do, 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 does any? I wonder if our, any of our listeners remember doing the Mario. Swing your arms from side to side. Come on, let's go. Let's oh, do, my do the Mario. Can I it was say, like he was like a professional wrestler that voiced Mario. Well, they had like live action stuff, and then they had cartoons. It was it was a huge mess, huge oh mess. <laughs> so there's a house that's like a couple miles away from my from my house that my friend showed me when we were younger. And just today, or not today, like last week, I was like, I need to drive by and see if this house still is there. I'm driving by, and this house, the whole front yard is lined with giant pots. But they're like straight up pots that look exactly like the pots that you would see in Super Mario the Brothers. The tubes, the pipes. The tubes, yeah, see. the pipes. Oh the, oh, the pipes, cool. With the yeah, long and thing so, and then the opening. Yeah, so it's like that's, and they're all like orange throughout the whole thing. So I'm just like, oh, where's the green one? I just want the green one. They just oh, need yeah. to paint it green and it would be perfect. It would be. So. Oh, then you could like duck on it and be like. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> some, <laughs> some YouTuber would make a great parody video using those. For oh, free. yeah. <laughs> I think Lindsay Sterling does a Legend of Zelda parody um, ah. short film where she's like breaking all the pots mm-hmm. in that one room of mm-hmm. Ocarina of Time and the That's car's funny. just horrified. <laughs> then she goes outside and then they all grow back and she comes back inside and breaks them again. Fan favorite, nice. fan favorite. Fan Speaking fa- of Zelda, there was the Legend of Zelda cartoon <laughs> short Well, excuse me, princess. Uh, but, uh, there is a montage on um, YouTube that's just all the times that Link says that in the show. It's about two minutes worth. It's just, well, excuse me, princess. My husband has never even watched this cartoon, but because I <laughs> quote that all the time, he quotes that to me all the time whenever oh, I bet he does all out the time. of line or whatnot. And he's, oh, so I get the excuse me princess line a lot probably the best thing to come out of that series was that line so thank you <laughs> that's so, pretty great that's a pretty then, you know again for another 80s adaptation. You, okay let's, so specifically zelda do you think there i mean there were talks that netflix was going to start doing a zelda show is now is that going to be live action or is that it going to be was cg a false rumor oh okay good Here's yeah. something I I made like, a video about it and so did a whole bunch of other people and it was like no nope, fake out this is just fake. Oh. Oh, wow. But Mason's actually a fan of that not happening. <laughs> Has anyone ever have, y'all have heard this a million times? But there will there can never be a Zelda cartoon. Never. Cartoon? Link doesn't talk. The well, end. Anyway. I I am in the camp of more Zelda is is great. So Morgan wants it to happen. Yes, I'm. I'm on the opposite side. I I don't care if he talks. I take your own spin on it. Great, sure, fine. For the for the games, he can't talk right because that's that's the shtick is that he doesn't talk in the games. But in a hey, excuse me, princess, that's a great line. I'd love to hear more of that from Link. Okay, so <laughs> I'm I personally think Legend of Zelda, while it, like an animated movie, I just think there's too much to pack in there to really make a. I mean, of course, you can make it work, but I feel like it's better as more of an ongoing series, whether it's live action or animated, uh, I think would be great. I personally am a fan of, yes, bring it on. I would like to see this. Please do it. But Mason, not so much. All right. All right. So speaking of Pokemon, I, I, I never I hardly ever watched the original show, but I ate up Pokemon Origins like that was freaking dope. Like it I was an anime, anime based on the show, based on the game, and it was very like game centric, and I, I really liked it for that. I think if they, you know, I apparently they're making a Pokemon live action movie come out. I hope they make it more like the games instead of the anime with with Ash and and Brock and all the, all that nonsense. I did not see Pokemon Pokemon Origins, but I was a huge fan of the original anime. <laughs> I watched all of the the episodes. I got very frustrated. Um, because of WB, they would cut certain episodes because they wouldn't pass the American censors. And, and it was very frustrating because there were certain episodes that were cut out, which were key plot points. For example, um, Ash oh, goes the into Porygon the, one. <laughs> well, yeah, Ash goes into the safari zone for one of the episodes. I think it's the Dratini episode, you know, because that's where you find Dratini and catches a herd of Tauros. And this whole episode was completely caught or, or cut and no one ever saw it. And then next thing you know, he has this herd of Tauros in all future episodes. Like, of course, if you were a fan, you knew that, OK, that comes from the cut episode, blah, blah, blah. But um, it also very frustrated me because I think through the first, you know, first couple series, he was able to see every single Pokemon. Um, however, 
uh, if those episodes were cut, then there were certain Pokemon that he was never able to see, like Dratini and whatnot. And very, it frustrated me very much. I, I care about this a lot. Hmm. So okay, so um, if you inserted all the deleted episodes, Ash would have seen all the Pokemon in the yes. Kanto Pokedex. Yes. And, so you know, even though he sucked at battling and lost like his first round against the Elite Four, he still got to set out and oh, fill yeah. up the Pokedex. Oh yeah, so he achieved his goal. <laughs> well, that um, makes me think of him as a little less of a loser, but I'm more of a red guy, if you know what I mean. Uh, you know, so he. the thing that bothered me about this versus the games is that the whole point of the games we all know is catch is as many dominate. Pokemon right. as you can. Like you got to no, catch them all. it's dominate. Um, although <laughs> Ash does not have that mentality. He just doesn't catch them all. He picks and chooses. He lets them go. Uh, it very much has a more of a moral message than the video games, which was like, just dominate every yeah. creature <laughs> yes. and go. <laughs> you have to win at any cost. Uh, it's like, yeah. So, it's spore, lock on, guillotine, recover, repeat, <laughs> spore, lock on, guillotine, recover. <laughs> yeah, so um, that was a great one. I watched that up until uh, I went through the Orange Islands. Uh, there was a, I watched a few of the seasons and then kind of fell out of it and didn't watch them. But it's still going to this day. Pokemon is very popular. It's, still it's new still games. Chugging. And, you know, new movies are coming out all the time. Uh, it seems probably every year there's a new Pokemon movie. There's about 16 or so. So, oh, brother. And um, Sun and Moon came whenever, out. It's like, I, we, I could never, I could never catch up. That is what, this is why I'm a Gen 1-er. I only have time and focus for the first two games. <laughs> I, I'm actually a Gen 2-er, but that doesn't roll off the tongue. That doesn't roll off the tongue. Genitour, kind of like Saboteur. <laughs> I'm genitour. a Genitour. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds a little weird. <laughs> Anyway, speaking of speaking of animes, while I was doing my research, according to my research, um, if you look on on like Wikipedia and look for like a list of like animation that's based on video games, I'd say about seventy five percent of them are animes, like deep Japanese animes from Japan. Hopefully, y'all can't hear that weed whacker that's going on outside my house. It's like eight o'clock and they're doing yard work. Can't hear a thing. Shut up out there. But anyway. um... (laughs) I remember, I vaguely remember Kirby. Kirby had an anime, and he, they had like 100 episodes. Do you remember that? I do not. No. It was called Kirby Right Back At Ya. Hmm. Animes, it, it, you know it's a real Japanese anime when it's got this like snappy title that doesn't really make Subtitle. sense. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but yeah, um, it was pretty dope. Um, also known as Hoshino Kabi. Um, it, was, it was pretty great. King DDD was always trying to get Kirby, and... Kirby never said anything. So okay, so there's a cartoon where the main character, the hero, never says any words. So that could, I don't know. Maybe Link could work. He would have to have a lot of hit, hit, hit. You know, but mm-hmm. would would he be adult Link or child Link? Ooh. Hmm. Don't know. <laughs> I do not know. I'm out of most of these conversations. Is a sad thing. See, the the video games that I grew up with were like James Bond. Um, that was so, that's not a video game. Well, I mean, Goldeneye is, but that Goldeneye. Yeah, I had Goldeneye, and that was like the only game that we ever played. Um, and that, and then later on, we finally got Mario Kart. And um, so yeah, as far as like moving things over. I think they did have, they did have a Battletoads cartoon well, for a Battletoads second. Battletoads was a, I think Battletoads was a comic and then a show before it was a game. Oh really? Yeah. Mm. 
but the, the game know. is notorious for being really difficult. But yeah, it's yes. it's a it's a NES favorite. Uh, coming from my vast experience in in retro games, I was never um, able to get past the snake level. You know, I um, I'm sort of a Final Fantasy fan. Like, I don't keep up with the new Final Fantasy titles because I think they're just ridiculously convoluted. So, no, I'm not much of a Final Fantasy fan, but I, I do like a couple of titles. Um, <laughs> Uh, mainly like six, four, and seven, I guess. And I, um, I loved Advent Children. That one was based off of the uh, story, you know, picking up where Final Fantasy VII left off. And um, I think it's pretty well animated for back when it came out. I think it came out in like 2005 or something like that. And I, I even bought like the collector's edition version, and I was real into it. And then one of the very first and most important um, CG films was, in fact, a Final Fantasy game. It was called Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within. And it it didn't it wasn't like a spinoff or based on any existing Final Fantasy game. I guess it was just based on that lore. Um, but it was known for really striving for um, photorealistic motion capture animation and surfacing and stuff. And um, if you looked at it now, I think now it would hold up to like um, you know uh, like an in like an in engine cutscene for like a modern video game. Like the the visuals have definitely aged, but. Um, if you're going to study animation, you got to know about the spirits within because it is a kind of a milestone in the history of animation. Mm-hmm. And then um, if you're hardcore like me, there were a couple of amazing dead space animated films <laughs> that were really good. And then Overwatch. Have you guys have you and Chelsea heard about Overwatch? I've never heard that. OK, working in a video game company, of course, I know about Overwatch. So it's <laughs> it's the newest title from Blizzard of like World of Warcraft fame. And it's the. It's the most effectively marketed computer game I have ever seen. Like people who are who like Overwatch are way into Overwatch. Like they introduce this cast of characters by giving them their own like 5-minute short film each to explain their backstory and explain their powers, explain like if they're good or evil and all the cool things you could do and then you play the game and they don't do anything that they show you in the short film. <laughs> but you still have this mentality that's like, whoa, I'm not just playing a character, I'm playing a hero with like a backstory and all yeah. this stuff. And I, they've come out with a, I think they come out with a new uh, short film like every two weeks. And um, all everyone at my work is obsessed with it. Like I don't, like being married and having like a lot of other um, obligations, like I haven't played Overwatch yet. Plus I got to <laughs> get through the new Doom before I play Overwatch. But um, it's it's, it's really interesting because even in the game, characters follow the 12 principles of animation. Like there's all this anticipation and squash and stretch when a character jumps and it's all very cartoony, but just really, really well made. And so like, if you don't play the game, you should probably like watch like the intro videos and like the short films and stuff. Cause it's really interesting. It's like they made short films specifically to tie into the game. It wasn't like they started the game and then some company was like, Hey, what if we made an overwatch movie? But um, so it's definitely a marketing ploy, but it's a, it's, ext- it's an extremely effective one. So anyway, awesome. That's my that's my Overwatch plug. Overwatch. Well, and then there. So you know, there's always this talk of um, my favorite video game. I can't. I would love for it to be a movie. Well, they're gonna you make know. an Assassin's Creed movie. Oh, they already did. Oh, they there gotta make go. a Minecraft movie. Yes, they did. It was called Pixels. I'm just kidding. <laughs> So there's a quite uh, there's not quite a few video game movies. I think video game movies in general, not necessarily animation, going more more broad, have a very bad reputation of not going over well. Um, that they're they're typically flops. 
and recently, you know, Ratchet and Clank, which we have not had the chance Oof. to review yet, um, did not get good ratings. It it didn't do well in the box office. Unfortunately. And one of the guys a, involved with it was like, dis, he was like, I, I don't want anything to do with that movie yeah, anymore. One of the co-writers like <laughs> oh, left mid, like midway through the project, but ultimately a lot of his stuff was still used. Um, I think it's, it's kind of a bummer, especially for animation. I mean, the problem with, for me and Ratchet and Clank is well, one, I was unable to go to the screening cause I was sick and, but then, you know, when I was thinking about, okay, do we want to do this episode uh, or a review on it? I mean, it just didn't, as someone who hadn't played that particular series, there was no draw to me in the way that it was marketed <laughs> that made me really want to go and, and go out of my way to see this movie. Um, so I think that for me was a big uh negative about the the way that film was promoted. It was just, I, I feel like it was trying to appeal to the audience that maybe already had seen the movie. And for those who hadn't seen it, it was like, well, what, what's in it for me? Why would I want to watch this? Yeah. Um, you know, so and, you're, you're not a, you're not a ratchet clank fan, huh? I am not. I nope. So, oh, man. you know, so, and, and I wouldn't know either. If you showed me a picture of Ratchet and Clank and Jack and Dexter like side by side, I'd be like, "Uh, which one's Banjo Kazooie?" You know, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't even know what these franchises are. I mean, that's unfortunate, I guess, for animate for you know, animated films, video video games turned animated films, right? Because this one yeah, didn't yeah, do yeah. well. It's going to set precedents for future ones. There's you know other ones that have been made. You know, Spirits Within, I think, is kind of a, a very prominent one. It was this big high profile and it was a flop but know, um do you think so like is this like is it like a for fans thing like do you think they're just like cashing in on fan like popularity with the fans or do you think there's actually been attempts to make a universally beloved video game movie animated film i was definitely getting into the fans i think i just don't feel like there has been all the stuff that's animated like we're not even talking about live action we could open up right. a whole different can of worms uh-huh. with that worms armageddon would be a great game to make into a movie but anyway um i really think the animated ones specifically the animated ones they they just you know there's still the stigma that they're like kids stuff you know animation and um i feel like that's more for the fans like if you don't understand what happened in final fantasy 7 like and you watch advent children you'd be like what <laughs> you know <laughs> And yeah. I think a lot of it re- relies on, like, the lore, you know? You have to know the lore, and you have to know what characters are doing which, because maybe they don't have time to explain the lore, or maybe the game didn't have a lore to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, kind of tying that into the Angry Birds movie, you know, this was a incredibly, incredibly popular video game and it's just funny because we've mostly been talking about video games that are console games and Mm. this is a video game that is a mobile game and it took over the world probably about four years ago reached Mm -hmm. its peak right um everyone had played it it reached you know three stars on all their levels or whatnot um and i the you know someone said hey let's turn that into a movie right let's let's expand this and yeah I'm sitting here thinking, okay, um, was that made for the fans of the franchise or was it just made to uh, for more commercial appeal? I think at this point, everyone has heard of Angry Birds. Well, mm-hmm. not everyone had heard about Ratchet and Clank. So it right. was able to appeal to a bigger audience that way. Um, however, 
yeah, we'll talk about it uh, as we get into <laughs> our review. But Absolutely. it really just feels like attempting to cash in on the popularity and the craze that was Angry Birds. And, and the sad thing about Angry Birds is that it's not even popular anymore. I know there's some people who still play it, but most people had already played it, beat it, completed it, didn't continue to buy mm-hmm. future iterations of the games. Um, and, you know, you, you would go into different stores and you'd see Angry Birds pillows and you'd see Angry Birds shirts and Angry Birds was everywhere. And I feel that significantly has died down uh, over the past few years. You still see it, definitely, but not to the extent that it was just like <laughs> everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Between two, you know, 2010 to 2012, 2009. Yeah, yeah. You know, 2009 is when this whole thing started. Yeah. This whole Angry yeah. Birds phenomenon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Forget the Angry Birds movie. They need to make a Flappy Bird movie. <laughs> <laughs> All he's trying to do is get through the pipes, and it's really hard. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, okay. So, oh, there is one animated film about. Based on video games Ooh, I know that we this. haven't talked about, and that I'm gonna wreck it. Ah, uh, yeah, Wreck It Ralph. And but Wreck-It is Ralph it? But is, is it great. a game based on a video? Is it a movie no. based on a video game? Like it's, it's, based, it's so much different. It's based on video game concepts. Like obviously, it's more or less a Donkey Kong type. Uh, but they couldn't get the rights, or they didn't want to get the rights, and they wanted to create their own characters, which you could market and sell, and mm-hmm. you know, market. make more money. Yes, lots and lots of money without having to pay those filthy rights. Um, <laughs> so, but ah, that is such that is a successful that video was. game movie to me because uh, it wasn't about any particular video game. It was about it was about a world of video games, and they made their own conflict, made their mm-hmm, own characters. Mm-hmm. And everyone else was kind of like a cameo or um, a supporting character. And I, I think there's there's gold in that. Like, um, I think it was uh, YourMovieSucks.org, which is one of my favorite YouTube, uh, YouTube channels. Awesome. He explains that, like, there will never be a good video game live action adaptation because, like, no one no one will no studio believes that a filmmaker can stay true to the game like like 100 percent true true to the game and the lore and the characters without changing anything and still make a good movie so there's mm-hmm. or they don't care and they're like yeah we'll sign away the rights to this game who cares and some some dumb director makes something horrible there's been there was there has been but one exception in my mind for a truly faithful video game adaptation live action film but it was live action so uh, we well, are yet to you see. You can't leave us hanging. Yeah, what was well, it? S- Silent Hill. Like y'all don't want to <laughs> see that. It's really spooky. But anyway, um, having played Silent Hill, I I was like, that is exactly how the game is. But anyway, um, but we don't get lucky like that at all. Like ninety percent of the time, we don't get lucky. They have to invent new things or make new arcs or change characters up, and it's just a mess. But Wreck It Ralph like stands alone. A because it's Disney and it's got like that golden Disney touch, you know, to it. <laughs> But uh, you know that turns everything to to clinkety clink gold. Um, I think it, I think it was the Rich Moore aspect on that one. Just me. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope to see a, a Wreck It Ralph sequel, and um, hope to see all all kinds of cool cameos. But it's it's pretty interesting. And then there's Tron, which is like a semi animated movie that's based on an imaginary video game, mm-hmm. which is getting kind of meta, I guess. <laughs> but anyway, what uh, what about okay? Let's brainstorm. Say we're say we're at the the studio and we're having a brainstorm session. So, gang, what what animated films or shows based on video games would we like to see if we could take a, a an IP from video game world and turn it into a, a, a 
a feature film animated or, or a well, series? Well, I mentioned this in the comments, and I don't know if this is necessarily would be best for animation, but if they could get it right, like in this theoretical world where whatever movie we're going to adapt, let's say it's going to be a great, fantastic movie that's faithful, that's awesome, that people love, you don't have to be a fan of the original to get it. Um, I think it would be cool if Dis if Nintendo did a Nintendo Cinematic Universe where oh. there's all these standalone yeah. video games. So you have a Mario movie, you have a Zelda movie, you know, and they could have various uh, sequels as needed. You have a you know a Donkey Kong movie, and then there's the ultimate culmination with a Super Smash Brothers movie, and all of your favorites get together and duke it out. I would totally be okay with this. Oh, a Super yeah. Smash Brothers movie. Yeah. So, but animation, I don't know if animation necessarily is the best format. I mean, it'd be awesome. It'd actually be super awesome because we're already used to these characters in yeah. animated form, more or less. When we try to convert them to the real world, they kind of can get funky. So, yeah, why not animation? But, you know, you know me, I'm all for Legend of Zelda. Give me more Zelda. <laughs> I, whether it's live action, animated, or it's a TV series in either of those mediums. Just give it to me. I want it. I will watch it. I will pay you money all day long. So I will pay you money. money. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. So, um, I have an idea for a cartoon series. They should make not a Mario con cartoon series, but a Wario cartoon series uh, with him Mario and Luigi. Yeah, and it would be great because he's such a nasty character. It, it would be like Ed, Ed, and Eddie, but <laughs> with Nintendo, you know? Um, and you, you know how um, a lot of, like... Um, a lot of uh, animation, like on Cartoon Network, like I'm thinking like Adventure Time and like stuff like that. Like it's kind of that like rando, rando, like super, like semi creepy and just like outrageous type of comedy where like all all kinds of weird random things happen. Like I really think that Wario would fit in a universe like that, and so um, that would be my pitch. I think uh, he'd he'd do pretty well. Plus he has speaking lines, you know, and then like Mario <laughs> and Luigi could be like cameos, but they'd be like losers that he always like outwits or something like that. So I'd like to see something like that. Rides around on his motorcycle, you know, eats a lot of fried food. Esther in the chat says Kingdom Hearts movie. Oh, that, that's that's too meta. Like but it's like a, a movie based on a game that's based off of movies. Disney characters. <laughs> yeah, that'd be really hard. Stick to the games. There, like, there's just something about games that has like puts you in control of them. Plus, their length yeah. is a lot longer than a movie. To where just some stuff you can appreciate more. Like, I would never expect anyone to make a Metal Gear Solid movie animated film or anything like that because those games last like 14 hours. Anyway. Uh, some other comments are Metroid movie hands oh, down. Okay, Metroid would be sweet. That'd be cool. Have you seen some of the fan movies of Metroid? No, they're really good. There's like one that came out like last year, I think. Um, it was really, really good, really well done. So, do you think it should be a Mister Game and Watch animated film? Game and Watch. Talk about obscurity. Oh, it should be an Earthbound show. Earthbound would be so trippy. Earthworm Jim. Oh, oh Earthworm yeah. Jim would be cool. Well, Earthworm Jim was a. It was a. TV show first. I was know, it though? I'm joking. Yeah. I just, Earth made me remember yeah. that. I should make a movie out of 1080 snowboarding. Yeah. <laughs> 360 melon. <laughs> <laughs> They're just doing sweet Tony tricks yeah, the whole exactly. time. Madden. <laughs> oh, there should be a Madden TV series. 
I always oh, played so King cool. Giffy Jr. And oh, there was that Jr. one part where it's like you would hit the ball and then you, the ref would like say, he's out of here. And then the guy would like break his, he would, he would do one of two things. He would break the bat on his knee, which, ow. And then second one, he would be like, like oh, come on. <laughs> so NBA Jam. Like, yes. He's oh, out there. NBA Jam. Monster Jam. <laughs> Uh, now we're really going down the rabbit hole. See, with these movies, that's these are kind of like actually the movies they are making nowadays, you know, yeah. where it's like a very, very obscure premise. Um, trying to think of of one recently that it falls into this category, but it's like, OK, you know, OK, Madden, it's a video game everyone loves. We're going to make a Madden movie and it's not really going to be much about Madden. It's just going to, you know, we're going to take the name and then, you know, make a movie and hire some actors and make it work well yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. not very articulate no uh, some people are saying yeah. a minecraft movie would be sick yeah it, it would make me sick that's it um but yeah um warcraft and then, oh, is coming out oh warcraft it i would be it, it's safe to say that was pretty much an animated movie there's a couple of humans run, rolling around and one chick with heavy makeup and uh, <laughs> but yeah i i'm looking forward to that i uh cut the rope i i personally um i personally like um i played a lot of warcraft 2 so i know a little bit about like the actual lore of warcraft and it's a it's interesting you know um but i think a lot of fans are going to be disappointed because the movie will have next to nothing to do with world of warcraft correct i do not know i have steered clear of all things warcraft because now a starcraft movie would be awesome a lot of the guys would just waste their lives away playing uh, Warcraft, Dota, all these sorts of games. <laughs> they're, just, they're, they're just losers, and they just miss their classes, and they'd play these games all the time. And it very it fed me up, and so I said, you know, I'm never getting involved with that because everyone I know who played that it was just like such a suck. They just spent their whole yeah. life playing that game. So such a suck. I, I have a very <laughs> negative perception of that. So uh, as a result, I did not get involved. <laughs> Or understand the lore of Warcraft. There was there was only one game that I've ever legitimately been addicted to, and it probably will surprise Snake. most everybody. No, um, Snake. That'd be awesome. No, <laughs> it just keeps getting bigger every time it hits food. Struggle what do we do? We make it eat Frogger. itself. No. Um, it was. Dang it! I forgot the name of it now. Oh, it Oregon was some trail. Type- I can yeah, totally see them making an Oregon Trail game. See, that's oh, movie. That'd be Where great. It's like based Someone on must die of dysentery yes, in that yes. movie. <laughs> <laughs> sure, we'll cock the wagon and float it. Ain't <laughs> nah, afford that river, Jed. It's 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 only two feet. No, it says two meters. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, amazing. I volunteer as a as an extra in that movie. <laughs> I would like to see that movie. Yes. So plants, plants versus zombies might work. Um, I, I think an Oregon Trail is our best bet at this point in time. Oregon yeah. Trail. All right. <laughs> I, I, I could do an Oregon Trail movie. Because yeah. it's so diverse where it's like anything could happen. So <laughs> and nobody you know, really just throw anything. some plot point on there about wanting to go to Oregon and get some characters <laughs> and cast some Hollywood good lookers and you're good. Yeah. So anyways. Yes, so we could go on and on and on. Any last thoughts about this topic of video games? I mean, it's it's turned into a, just a more broad discussion, not necessarily tied to animation, but... Yeah. 
you know, video games are are pretty much scripted animation. So, um, but yeah, definitely. Um, I think Oregon Trail would probably be our best bet. Amazon Trail is pretty cool, but I like Oregon Trail a little better. They don't make you feel it's guilty classic. for killing animals in that one. It's, it's true. <laughs> and uh, I totally played both of those. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, uh, Mine Sweeper the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. This this number says that there are three mines around us. It could be in any of these eight cardinal directions. Uh, this one. That reminds me of. Uh, you should have looked at the adjacent tile. It said there was one next to it. Scorched Earth, the movie. Scorched I mean, Earth. That basically is all the all the big you know shoot 'em up movie. Not shoot 'em up movie. Blitz Krieg the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they tried making a Doom movie, and it was terrible. I think if they made a Quake movie, that would be amazing. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Good times, indeed. Thanks for this well, great discussion, guys. This was that fun. was a great that was a great nerdy couch discussion. And oh, what do you know? That leaves us with very little time to actually talk about the Angry Birds. Oh, what on. a shame! <laughs> what a shame! I mean, look, I guess we gotta wrap it up in like ten minutes, y'all. I mean, <laughs> we uh, let me premise our discussion on the Angry Birds movie by saying that I I went and um, saw it with Shanna last night. Um, I um. Shanna gets bored with a lot of things, but I, I, um, when I'm watching animation, like I, I never get bored watching an animated film, but with this movie, I was bored out of my mind. No. (laughs) How can a movie with so much action and dialogue and nonstop, like attempts at laughs be so freaking dull? (laughs) There were times when it was in the middle of the climax of the film and I was just like, I really want to go home right now. <laughs> I'm not hungry. I don't have to use the restroom or anything. I just want to go home. <laughs> so uh, oh. anyway, I think at one point a family actually got up and left and I was like, can we go? Can we go too? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I-, I wanted to see it out, but it just didn't do it for me. But anyway, this was uh, Rovio and uh, and Sony Pictures Imageworks out of Vancouver. They helped out. With, they that did a was lot a, of the a new logo I'd never seen before. It was the Rovio Studio logo, right? There it is. So I see it all the go. time because I because we have Angry highlight. Birds on our Roku, and so I, <laughs> I, I, I turn it on every once in a while. So Clay Cadis, a longtime um, animator for Disney, and Fergal Riley, who I actually met uh, when I was at BYU. He was giving a talk on story um at a in the context of like the iron giant and stuff like that and so it's not like they're like brand new to animation like these are animation veterans yeah clay k so i think this was his first one of his first directing roles he's been at disney forever and he um inspired me to do this podcast because he started the animation podcast that's Mm -hmm. straight up the name of it the animation podcast uh probably what like 2005 to 2008 ish yeah uh and then he just got so busy because he was just doing a lot of other stuff um if i believe so i haven't looked this up but from what i remember about the podcast is he initially started on pocahontas as kind of you know, in between her and whatnot and got into the industry that way. But the animation podcast, if you've not checked it out, it, the archives are still there. And he, since he did work at Disney, he has such great 
uh, access to these legends. And so he'll just, he interviews them. Legends. Uh, and you, you get to hear just really, really in-depth behind the scenes with some of these great animators. Um, so I'm grateful for that podcast, and, and I loved listening to that. That was my favorite podcast of all time back in the one. day. And um, he just got so, excuse me, got so busy that he uh, was unable to continue with it. And obviously, you get very busy when you're directing a feature-length animated film um, for a big studio. And this was, um, you know, they they did kind of poach him for this uh, from the yeah. which does happen with a lot of Disney guys recently. And, and always, it's always been the case. But so why, movie... Why do I get the feeling that, an, that, like, when an animated film is directed by a long-time animator, not necessarily a long-time filmmaker... Do they tend to do better or worse, or is there no correlation? I'm trying to think uh, in my database. I, I feel like it's hit or miss. Like, sometimes you'll have people who've been animators who get promoted, and it doesn't do too well. And other times, same same situation, and it's a total success. So, well, yeah. I mean, Glenn Keane, he was master animator, and then he went but he into... Never, he, he never... Well, he was going to direct. He was involved in previous but he never, yeah. and then he But then he sick. ended up getting sick. But still... Like, they still, everybody there basically looks at him as, like, the man of that, of Tangled. So, well, that's hmm. one example. Well, and then there's, there's Jendi Tartakovsky, who is a, yeah, a longtime true, true. animator who was um, totally, who, he was, you know, Hotel Transylvania 1 had, like, nine directors, of which um, Tartakovsky was the last. So it's hard to say, like, just how, just how influential he was in that film. But Hotel Transylvania 2, that was all him. And in other words, mm-hmm. he was the director through previs until production, the end of production. And so, and a lot of people don't like, uh, well, I, you know, some people don't like Hotel Transylvania 2 as much as Hotel Transylvania 1. I loved it for what it was, which was like an amazing showcase on uh, Sony Animation's like, you know, style and vision for an animated film and specifically Tartakovsky. And, um, but it, the story definitely lacked. And so I wonder if, I don't know, man, I wonder if it's just like, if, if only we can get like a master filmmaker who was also a master animator, something like that. But, and then uh, Prince of Egypt was, was brilliant. And that's uh, mm-hmm. Steve Hickner, who was a story artist for a long time. But see, he was, he was ingrained in story from day one, but he, he also did drawing. And- yeah, it's, it, you can be a great, you know, previs, you can be a great animator, you can be a great, you know, uh, you know, story development um, you could be great at all of these, but ultimately I think it's having that vision of a, a filmmaker and, um, you know, a director is, is hard to achieve just cause you're great at one thing doesn't yeah. mean you'll necessarily be great at this other role. It's kind of, even in management for businesses, it's like, okay, well, this typically happens. I'm the best top performer salesperson out of 2000 people. So they promote me to supervisor or manager, but I'm actually not that great at, that at, at managing others to be good. The reason I was good is because it was just me. And, mm-hmm. and then when you put them in that management role, they fail. And it's just because that's not what their skills were. Some people are great at, you know, actually doing and then managing uh, below them, but not everybody. And that uh, typically happens in, in all sorts of industries. Um, so it's you know, awesome when you do find those that can do both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. Not saying that either Clay or Fergal are unsuccessful. Yeah, that's not why we're. It was just this. I was just a tangent yeah. at what we were having. Nothing personal, guys. We just don't like the movie <laughs> anyway. 
Um, okay, so it came out on May 20th, but it had early, in the U.S. at least, but it had earlier, like, international releases. And um, I guess it was like a $73 million budget, somewhere around $80 million. And um, as of as of today, the box office earnings are $229 million. And um, so... They're, they I mean, spent a lot of money on Dude, the marketing campaign, man. A I don't even have cable, and I know they were marketing money. this. <laughs> I mean, I went to a, I went to a, just a random ice cream shop one time with some friends and it was like all done up in Angry Birds stuff. We had Angry Birds spoons, Angry Birds mat, <laughs> Angry Birds whatever. And I was like, holy mackerel. We're going to go all the way to this, like, just kind of a very small chain of ice cream shops. You know, it's like, wow. Pretty impressive. It wasn't like 500 million or something crazy like that. I don't know. It was just this numbers huge right now, deal. But it was and, a lot. <laughs> and when you're the most powerful like smartphone app of all time, basically. <laughs> um most powerful like smartphone game, like of course you got money to throw around. But but dig this. All was not well with Ro, uh, Rovio during its production. Like here's some production drama for you. So Ooh. um there were actually there were about hundred and fifty layoffs, like jobs like laid off. Um, even before they started production on this film, but last year, and I'm I'm quoting a um, I'm quoting a, a um, an article from either Variety, let's just say Variety, <laughs> but basically last year after like <laughs> failing to produce a, a a hit beyond its like Angry Birds like flagship franchise, um, and I'm not quoting anymore, so it's okay. Uh, they cut they actually cut nearly forty percent of their workforce. That's two hundred sixty jobs lost. But those working on the feature film were spared. Because they were their only hope. Yeah. So unless you're, it's like, all right, folks, unless you're working on the movie, you're likely to get fired. (laughs) He's a great motivational speaker. (laughs) (laughs) But here's the deal. Like, I feel like they kind of brought that on themselves because it's like you've got Angry Birds and nothing else. There were 14 sequels and like spinoffs of the original title since 2009. And in this case, you literally can't beat pigs with pigs. <laughs> There's pigs and angry birds for those who don't play it. Um, but yeah, but yeah, let's, let's make a movie because that's totally different. Like, uh, like, I don't know. Was it Morgan? You're the marketing person. Like, was this some sort of last ditch effort or is like, am I missing something? Like, even I know that you need to diversify your product line. If you help to yeah. like beat the mid game, you know? Well, like you said, like they were unable to produce a hit beyond Angry Birds, so they were trying with other games. Flappy Bird and, but took it from they them. Never, man. <laughs> unfortunately, it was just some random guy. It's <laughs> just one dude that. out in Bangkok. <laughs> um, they were trying to get other other games that were going to be just as big, but it's like having lightning strike twice. Sometimes you just—that's like saying, "Oh, J.K. Rowling, remember how amazing Harry Potter was? We want yeah. you to do that again." And make oh, okay. sure that it's just as big this time. I think sometimes you just have a hit and you can't top it. There's just no way. And I know they were trying and I know that they wanted to, but it just didn't work out. Um, you know, are you saying, so are you saying the future does not bode well for Fantastic Beasts and where to find them? You know, with Fantastic Beats, Beasts. Fantastic um, Beats. <laughs> These beats are dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't... With that one, I'm not sure... 
how that one will go. And I, and I think about these, I think about a lot of these and I, I hate thinking like one hit wonder, like you, nobody wants to be tagged as a one hit wonder. That is definitely not the, any, what anybody really wants. But at the same time, like you had a hit, like that's pretty awesome to know that you went around and you had the biggest hit of all time. So sometimes just like drop the mic, walk away, you know? So I don't know. And walk away. And yet we have so many franchises and, and IPs out there that just got to milk that cash cow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem with the Angry Birds movie is that even when it was announced, um, it was too late. It was it was announced after the peak of Angry Birds mm-hmm. and, and, oh, we're going to make a movie. It was sort of it was sort of like, oh, Oh, Angry Birds, like that thing from last year, you know, it's just, it wasn't cool anymore at that point, or it was definitely dying. And it really did feel way too late. Like maybe if at the very inception, um, when the game was, was taking off, they would have started the development of this and then we could have got it launched, you know, around 2012, 2013. I feel, I don't know if that would have like saved it, but um, it just the problem with this movie is to me, even when it was announced, it felt way too late personally. And um, that was a big that that when you're even when you announce the movie, you're like, eh, really, that it that just doesn't really lend either. You have to blow it out of the water, which is, again, asking for lightning to strike twice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So just in general. What did we think of the very first animated film based on a smartphone app? This is where we come to planet Earth. What did y'all think? Not blown away. Chelsea, um, I know you I know you got I know you gotta say something about this. I wanted to like this. I really, really wanted to. And and that's just because like you look at everybody that is involved in it. And you, you really, I want to cheer for them and I want to say, Hey, you guys did a great job. Congratulations on everything that you're doing. I really wanted to be able to say that I'm, my problem was 20 minutes in. I wanted to go home. I did. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, here's a funny. I'm just kidding. So I did. (laughs) (laughs) So I did. Well, oh yeah. It was just really funny. So random side story. Um, yeah, this guy asked me out on a date and I was like, well, I have to go see this movie. So if you want to go see this, like if you want to hang out with me, you got to see this. And he was like, OK. And he like comes and like through the whole thing, he's just like, what did I just do? Well, Chelsea, I hate to break through, but that relationship is now not going to pursue progress anymore. It's dead. <laughs> just. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it was just really funny just because I was like, hey, like I I'm this is, I'm not sorry. This is what you have to deal with if you want to come out tonight. Um, so yeah, it's, yeah, it was just, I got to the point right when it was right when the part, when bomb is about to like <laughs> bomb in the, for the first session. time that I was like, <laughs> I don't even care. I, I, I'm kind of done. And I just felt like I want to go, like, I want to, but I, it was yeah. <laughs> I want to blow up too. Um, yeah, so I'm going to pause and let you guys take your take your thoughts. Okay. <clears throat> I'll talk about what I liked about it first. Yeah, let's do um, that. 
I I thought that the animation and rigging, you know, that's kind of my thing. I thought that that was really good. Um, all the characters are see they were pretty smart. They aired previews for a bunch of like probably direct to video. No, actually, one of them was for a theatrical release. It was called The Wildlife. Yeah, uh, it was about the animals that are that like help Robinson Crusoe like fight off a bunch of pirates. Like kind of strange. Yeah. Look out, everybody! You thought it's going to be the new Norm of the North. It's going to be like the new, like lower budget um, animated family comedy that everyone is going to love to hate because it's trendy. And um, that one looks bad. Like the animation just um, just doesn't look that good. Um, it, and uh, the rendering, you know, obviously they don't have money for the Hyperion engine, but even so, like um, they they've obviously take uh taken shortcuts with their rendering and their texturing and lighting and stuff like that um it's one of those previews where um the voiceovers don't even remotely match the um the yeah the 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 lip sync and so um <clears throat> i looked at that and then i look at angry birds and angry birds is so much more vibrant and so much more professionally done mm-hmm. um and I, i'm sure they attracted some top talent because this is like a huge property um and um you know in the marketing and stuff like there's like you know high expectations for it and so i thought that uh just the nuance and the detail and the animation and the texturing and stuff was very well done everybody um moves in these beautiful arcs it's very um um everything everybody moves very well it's very cartoony there's enough squash and stretch so much squash and stretch actually these characters are like made out of gum gummy (laughs) characters but um the gummy angry birds movie but i thought that was good i but like chelsea said i just i barely survived (laughs) through this movie there was just no energy in it despite it being the characters being so hyper yeah. Uh, the the pigs had a very grotesque energy to them. Like there were a few magic Mike moments that I I wish I could unsee in that film. But <laughs> yes, apparently um, that's how everybody sees red people from the south. So music was we're all cowboy fairly strippers. well done. There was a lot more country in this than I thought there would be. Oh, there was a country song in the middle of it. The two. pig song was actually was not that bad. The, the pig song and the like, and I'm pretty positive that was Blake Shelton on there. I haven't looked it up just to hey, make sure. You but... obviously know Blake Shelton more than I do. And then after that, at the end, there was another one as well. And so I was like, there's quite a bit of country in this. I did not expect that. Um but I felt like the music was good. I, there were moments where I was like, oh, this sounds fun. But but that was it. <laughs> Morgan, do you have any? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, okay, so what did you think of the cast? This is uh, certifiably okay. a star-studded cast. Yes. We've got yes. Jason Sudeikis. We've got Josh freaking Gad. <laughs> we've got... Um, uh, Hannibal Buress, we've got one of the guys from Key and Peel. I think the key from Key and Peel is in it. Um, I think um, who's uh, oh, Peter Dinklage is in it. Peter Dink- yeah. Um, who am I missing? Forgive me, everyone, while I bring up the cast list on IMDb. No, but seriously, it was. And that was one of the things that struck me as I'm watching this is like there's a lot of good, good actors in this. But I, I felt like, I don't know, I felt like they're the whole flow of the movie didn't go like there was a lot of start and stop start and stop just in the vibe that came with the even with the uh, voices you feel because they were celebrities that they distracted you from 
because you knew they were celebrities? No, it wasn't that. It was it wasn't the fact that they were celebrities or anything like that. I felt like the actual performances were not cohesive. Uh, Danny McBride, uh, Maya she Rudolph. I like how Maya Rudolph is in every animated everything. film. <laughs> like she must have a time turner. That's how she does it. Some some conspiracy theorist out there, possibly me, is going to like, you know, the, you're going to see me in my room and I'm going to have all the yarn that's connecting the dots to like pictures of Maya Rudolph and all that stuff. The, the conspiracy is all there. There's no way she could have been recording the lines for this animated film because she was actually recording the animated lines at the exact same time for this animated film. It's a perfect crime. She's got a she's got a clone. Hollywood confirmed Hollywood is making clones. All is lost. Uh, Danny, Danny McBride is in it. Um, oh, him. Oh, Bill Hader. <laughs> Sean Penn is in it. What, what? He didn't even speak. He was Terrence. He was the dude. He was the, the yeah. giant one, the whoa, bird, you know, the big cranky ones from the game. Uh, I don't know, man. I just... Can I just say that I don't even know who this Jason Sudeikis guy is. What was he in? Where are the Millers, SNL, Horrible Bosses, Horrible Bosses 2? I haven't seen any of those. Jay-Z story, I never saw that one. The Cleveland Show, don't watch it. Epic, Bomba. I don't even know who that character is. Anyway, I don't even know who this guy is, but he is not funny. That's what I, That's how much I know about him. Um, he managed to make the most unlikable main protagonist of an animated film <laughs> I've ever watched. You could make a Ren and Stimpy movie, and I would be, I would be rooting for them more than I'd be rooting yeah. for Red. Because like, he just did not have... He was just not funny it wasn't funny yeah. it wasn't really even well, and there's like because he was angry all the time and mean he and really yeah, wasn't like, he had no point he got punished with you know at the very beginning when he has to go to the ultimate worst punishment ever anger management you're like yeah you kind of deserve it yeah and like it doesn't get better yeah <laughs> he kind of he, yeah he's like um that's not a punishment i'd say that's kind of a a, a boon to his health like he really needs <laughs> I, it like Okay, contrast him with other like grumpy animated characters grumpy. like Ice Age, Manny, um, or or even Shrek. Like they start out grumpy, but they they change. You know why? We see more um, of their motivations. Why like, they're love... angry and yeah, yeah, yeah. Shrek, uh, Shrek has had you know he's been uh, prejudiced all his life, and oh well, he you know he is prejudiced, and people have practiced prejudice against him. Shrekism. Um, people have been ogreist against uh, to, towards him. And um, <laughs> ogre cultural appropriation, and Manny had his family taken away by the by the Neanderthals, and so they have motivations. Yeah. But like, like Red is just an angry guy because he had eyebrows yeah. from an egg with thick eyebrows. Like that's like, that, and people made fun of him because he had eyebrows and therefore didn't have friends. So then he, and he then, stayed that so way. He's like he's like interbigged. Yeah. He's yeah. like Goob. He's like Goob from, um, no, um, what is it called? House of the Robinsons? No, Meet the Robinsons, where they're like, hey, Goob, want to come over? Hey, Goob, cool notebook. They all hated Aww. me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and but and what's, what's most important is that people like Manny and uh, Shrek and uh, who knows about Bowler Hat Guy, maybe, they all found love at the end. Manny mm -hmm. learned to love a new family um, and find love in a person that he otherwise should have hated. Um, and Shrek found love in Fiona, who was the only person he was lucky enough to find who accepted him for who he was and donkey, but he, he wasn't in love with donkey. He was in love with Fiona. And, um, 
But Red has no love in his life. Basically, his entire purpose is to make the rest of the birds angry at the pig so that they can yeah. take them down. And I don't know if you can get a really good moral out of that story. It's like sometimes you just got to be angry and go to war. Like, yeah, you know, we're really going to do that today in 2016 <laughs> animation. Kind of like like, birds. And so it's like, oh, find out why the birds are so angry. And I, we never really find. Like, we never I really find out why. It's just we so, find out he's angry because people made fun of him. But he's, that he's angry because no one. Yeah, and then he's angry because the the pigs are going to steal all the eggs, and no one's listening to him because they but don't it, like it him. It wasn't a good motivator. It, it wasn't um, to me. It's just like okay, great. Mm-hmm. I still don't care about you, and you're still just really a jerk and not interested. You know, there weren't any redeeming qualities, unfortunately, to make up for how he's behaving, um, which is sad. But it's yeah, kind yeah. of true. So, I mean, maybe that's the whole point. He's yeah, angry because yeah. he's angry, and that's just who he is, and get over it. That's why he attacks pigs. <laughs> and then and, and then the supporting cast, it's like... Look, I, I read that Josh Gad didn't even want to do this film eventually. Then like, why would you do it? I read but, you know, that he didn't want to because... Because we live in, cause this is Hollywood, because, you know, no, I deals heard have that to it, be made. He didn't and, want to do it because favors. he didn't want to be repeating... His whole experience, not the experience, oh, he but he, he, didn't he didn't want to be just another Olaf. Olaf. But what it, was it, he in The Angry Birds? Just a yellow Olaf, like not really, just slightly though. faster. Like, so he was faster, but he, and he was he didn't have. I don't feel like he knew who he wanted to be. He wanted to be oh. so far away from Olaf that he just he was still doing him, but not. <laughs> he wanted to be to so be... far away from Olaf that he did a three sixty <laughs> and it ended right back right up back. at Olaf. <laughs> He's just the faster one. Um, and I felt it was kind of the same way with with almost all of the characters. You didn't know who the writers wanted them to be. Even the townspeople. The townspeople, I didn't know. Like, they were just the dumb towns, town birds. They are pretty you know? dumb. Like, all the birds in this movie the are pretty dumb. With the except vegan. for Ray. Yeah. Maybe that's why he feels so angry at everyone, because he's the only one who's, like, thinking independently. Right. And I think, and then at the end, it was just funny at the very end when they like bring his house into the whole culture and everything. And it's like, oh, great. Now he's part of them. But I'm thinking <laughs> I would rather be on the beach. I would rather have my beachfront property. Yeah. Slightly I like my die. land. <laughs> I like my yeah. land. I would, I would like to be able to fart in my house and not have my neighbors hear it. <laughs> but anyway, but um, he's okay. But that's the thing. Like he want he was so mentally not with this crowd and yet he wants to be in the crowd but he doesn't fit and you know he doesn't fit and he knows he doesn't fit yet he's trying to still fit no matter what yeah. and i didn't like that yeah yeah and and who knows i i wonder if a lot of these decisions were shanna brought this up last night while as we were analyzing what we had just Ooh, gone through shanna moment of the day <laughs> well a little well she had two Bring great it. well she had two great moments i mean she has she has a, a bazillion <laughs> great moments but just um, two <laughs> She has two two things of worth. Uh, of, uh, well, she said she said something that was really poignant. Oh, tell me more. Yes. Made my ears perk up. Uh, one thing she said was, okay, after we watched it, we were discussing the plot line. She was like, you know what? I bet if we saw that wildlife, the wildlife movie uh, that was in the previews, it would have been a better story than this one. <laughs> I'm like, oh. you're kind of right. And then another one she, she said was that we don't know how much uh, Rovio... Um, how much interpolation mm. they had, you know, or how you know maybe 
being the you know, franchise or, or maybe owner. it was uh who was the distributor for this one was it uh, sony was it was it? sony pictures well, and no Paramount. who was the distributor though oh, the right movie i thought it was paramount was it I remember seeing a Paramount sign somewhere. No, it distributed by Columbia Pictures. That's right, because oh. it had the, the chick with the torch at the beginning. Um, <laughs> One of those. Yeah. Oh, isn't some that, people are saying Universal? the... Universal? I'm just looking at the news, the news here. MGM! MGM! <laughs> I'm just looking at the news here. Um, apparently, some people don't like the movie because um, they think it's anti-immigration. It's... <laughs> No, it's oh, anti-invasion. Wow. Like they're yeah. stealing eggs and they want to eat their offspring. <laughs> we throw around a lot of terms, but I wouldn't say it's anti-immigration. But anyway, um, so uh, yeah, so uh, Columbia Pictures uh, Touchstone is the one with the horse. Yeah, there's the yeah. horse, and then there's the chick with the torch. I thought Touchstone she's like a the wannabe one with, Statue like, of Liberty. Three... Anyway, <laughs> oh TriStar. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Touchstone is that one. The do 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 Tristar is the freaking horse. The, if you don't have no idea <laughs> what we're amazing. talking about, um, amazing. watch movies. Yes, please just watch the video stream. <laughs> dun, da, 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 da. <laughs> I still remember the ending to the Simpsons episodes. Oh yeah, that's... <laughs> anyway, uh, Jason Sudeikis sucked eggs. In the words of Squilliam Fancy Son from SpongeBob SquarePants, he sucked eggs. But uh, it was just bad. Like, okay, it took an hour. Oh, no, Shanna timed it. 90 minutes long. It took an hour to get through the exposition and actually get to the conflict of the movie. It took an hour. Two-thirds of your movie was setting up the conflict. And I'll tell you all right now, spoiler alert, they only fling each other themselves at the towers that the pigs build for five minutes of the film. If you cut that out and just had uh, just cut to the part where they the slingshot broke and they're all in the castle, you could have switched any species of animals and it could have been any other animated film. Yeah. Like, Here's- they only got into the slingshot stuff very briefly. If the whole movie was about slingshotting, <laughs> I would have been more entertained. <laughs> so I felt like there were plot points in here that were kind of crowbarred into crowbarred. the story. And it was like, but it was just so weird because it was like, okay, well, the video game says we have to do this. And so, like, make sure that plot point is in there. Okay, make sure that plot point is in there. And then, well, that's basically we can generally explain this plot, these all these plot points in about 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. Well, how do we make it 90? Um, Okay. So I just felt like there was a lot of that going on. And that's why I felt like the, the, flow of the movie was kind of it was just off and i felt like there were moments where you're like going this is the plot and then this happened and then this happened you know it was just like nothing happened and then something happened nothing happened and then something happened it makes me wonder um i think the question mason was trying to ask before we kind of got distracted by movie studio logos i think the word (laughs) you're searching um, for is how involved was rovio in this you know, yeah, was, maybe... were they the overarching hand, you know, that was always meddling, always involved, which kind of prevented the creators from telling a story that maybe would have been better, would have had more of a, you know, character maybe, development yeah. or devo- de- de- development. <laughs> like, it, like, wouldn't Rovio just have one condition? You have, like, it needs to be about flinging birds with a slingshot at towers that the pigs build? In theory, right? <laughs> 
but and they're like okay we'll have it for three seconds but the rest of it is going to be this super convoluted it wasn't even because it was a complicated exposition like the yeah. pigs come they think they're friends uh nobody believes him even though he does because he doesn't trust them because they don't like him and when it, they find out that they actually are bad, they repent and they choose him as their leader for some reason. So is that why this movie doesn't work? Because, okay, we were talking no, about... No, 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 no. This movie doesn't work because they wasted time for an, for so long in this film. But hold you on. could have taken away all the... Okay, good. Sorry, go ahead. So I'm just saying. So we were talking about, oh, they just kept repeating themselves. There's 14 sequels to this game. It's all the same thing. The pigs... Uh, you know, are there and the birds attack and you have to like the game, you, every single epi- episode or a level, you have to yeah. be a bird and use your special abilities to destroy the towers. Right. That's the whole point. So if they were so good at, you know, re doing the exact same thing, wouldn't technically if Rovio was involved, they, the movie would just be that it would be 60 minutes of action attack or whatnot. And so you think they were trying to spin it up and be different by saying, well, everyone knows that Angry Birds is about attacking the pigs. So let's instead... But how'd they get so angry? get the motivation about why. And then they spent too much time on that, and that's ultimately... It, it didn't work because we didn't care about that. Right? There's I only think that's so much happens. you can do with unappealing characters. <laughs> okay, that's that's a big thing. Unappealing characters. I didn't. I hardly liked anyone in the movie. Like Matilda mm-hmm. was a psychopath. Uh, Chuck was annoying because Olaf. Um, I liked Bomb, but he he was just that bashful, you know, kind of low key big guy character. Uh, Red was an idiot, and then the Great Eagle wasn't even cool. <laughs> no. <laughs> so lame and then but I did, it, and he wasn't even lame enough to be funny lame i did like um the little when there he noticed when he said the great eagle and bomb like it goes into his brain and he imagines what the great eagle is like and he's like this amazing superhero and stuff and they they like they they're debating over what his call his call is <laughs> like in this in red's face and stuff but Another part of it is that they just went for so many of these gags and jokes and slapstick and mayhem and fart jokes that, and oh my gosh, the potty humor in this. Okay, the scene where the Great Eagle is like peeing in the Lake of Wisdom for like five minutes, that is straight out of Norm of the North. Like, guys, you took a page out of Norm of the North for crying out loud. Like, (laughs) you need to fire that writer. Um, but, but for crying out loud, like, like maybe other people were laughing in the theater, but me and Shannon were just like, what? (laughs) I, I blame, I blame Seth MacFarlane. You know why? Because he's the one who started this, like, hold it longer than necessary. Hold it uncomfortably long until people laugh at the fact that you held it uncomfortably, comfortably long, thus making them laugh even more. The old Simpsons rake. And and it's the you know the the Simpsons did it with class. They did do it. Do it with Family class. Guy ruined it as Seth MacFarlane usually does, and um, because I hate him, and I'm not afraid to say it. And um, and that kind of humor has just inundated um, animated films for some reason. And I, I just felt so insulted as a viewer at that stupid peeing scene. <laughs> it's literally potty. We humor. are all now dumber for it's having a toilet joke, this. folks. Literally a big giant, giant toilet, toilet joke. And if you laughed, you better be a three-year-old, because then, because then, yeah, the three-year-olds is probably pretty funny. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, like, 
I need to stop talking because I'm just going to get super pissed at this movie. But... <laughs> oh, man. Well, as far as, okay, what are some ways that they could have, that they really needed to, or how could they have approached this better just, then? Just content, don't, like, in the words of Ian Malcolm, they thought so much about whether they could, they didn't stop to think about whether they should. They should, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I think if they had made a half-hour animated film that cut right to the chase and had um, a lot of stuff to to satisfy the fans... Um, I think it would have been a lot more successful, but of course they made the Angry Birds tunes, which sparked interest in making the full-length animated feature. And so, um, you know, you can only go bigger, you know, with these it's guys. It's like every time that they make a Dr. Seuss movie, I am just kind of like, oh, what are you going to add of your own? I just, why? Aren't they redoing because The Grinch? Probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, Elimination the, the, is. The thing is, like, they, these stories are only supposed to be 20 minutes long like that's all that they needed to be and there's a reason things got cut come on people i mean okay so let's i guess let's just move on <laughs> we have a lot of voicemails so we'll get to <laughs> yay those. we got to the voicemails i'm so sorry like i don't mean to be a grumpazoid uh, I don't, on you, these everybody knows that i don't want to yeah, I don't want to be a grumpazoid on this show, and I, huh? I hate being the cynic, but it, it's just a bad movie. Hey, I'm sorry. Let's just was it better than Norm of the North? I y'all know you, how you I feel about Norm of the North. Norm I'm, of the North, so I, never I did. would say yes, and that I am very great. motherly about Norm really? of the North. This was better. It was better, not worse. This was better than Norm of the North. Holy crap! This Chelsea. was better. This was better than Norm of the North. Chelsea, I will just go admit. see Norm of the North and. Yeah. Oh, you can have you my will, copy. You, you can have surprised. my copy of the movie, Chels. <laughs> wow, he's so kind. He's take giving it, it take to it, you. Take it, please. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, um, it's watching me from the before mantle. Before we rate it, let's talk about. Let's do the voicemails because there there might be some questions uh, ah. relating to different things. So our first... oh, and, and well, uh, Jeremiah uh, Bach in the chat just real quick. He he mentioned that the uh, he brought up a real good point. The jokes were. At the same time, too immature and too mature. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. says, um, I've, it's really not that quite a, appropriate for even for a kid. There's so many unclever sex jokes and stuff beyond the, um, it, he just, <laughs> beyond the trailer described it as South Park light. Ooh, that's pretty, pretty heavy <laughs> accusation, but I completely agree. There was some adult humor. There was even a 50 shades of gray reference in it. Yeah. It is so lame. Oh, like okay. no one wants to see that. And I don't know. I just. I hope this is not the direction where modern animation is going. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of Jeremiah, he sent in a voicemail. So was let's... he a bullfrog? Was he? <laughs> let's check it out. Hello, everyone. This is Jeremiah, your little bullfrog, calling for the second time about. Oh. Oh. Well, yes, well, you all enjoy that. I watched Wreck-It Ralph again recently, and I think I'll stick with that. But you all enjoy. I think I'll take this opportunity instead to talk about how fantastic you all are, because you really have given me so many fun little things that sparkle up my life a bit. Uh, For instance, that. That I naturally have to call all Studio Ghibli, Studio Jiggling, every once in a while. <laughs> uh, and I also occasionally listen to you with my sister. She's grown quite fond of you. And you introduced us to the 
uh, the thief and the cobbler. Or, you know, I told her, you absolutely have to hear this podcast. It's such a fascinating, sad story. And uh, then we had to watch the cobbler recobbled, and she was just wowed by the artistry. And then we had to watch even the terrible Miramax version a zillion times. And yes, just thank you so much for our lovely times. You make sad days a little less sad, and you make bright days brighter. So thank you. Talk to you guys later. Oh, oh Jeremiah, thank you so much. We are so happy that we get to sparkle up your day, as you said. And, uh, you know, we I love doing this show so much. You guys are, I don't consider y'all fans as much as friends. And so uh, we love the connection we have in the chat and stuff. Like, we love yucking it up with y'all. And, um, yeah, we uh, we love it. Love it, love it. It really is. It really is just like a party in the chat. And it's like everyone's <laughs> invited. So... I I really enjoy this, and you guys, it's a it's a fun studio time. studio jiggling. That's right. <laughs> that was a good one. Was a that good was one. a great one. Yes, that, that was a good one. We we get we get a lot of uh, callbacks and 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 fan letters about that episode, but that was a that was a fun one. But yeah. All right. Next voicemail is from Melissa. Melissa. Huh? Hey, Rotoscopers, It's Melissa leaving my review for the Angry Birds movie. I was a little hesitant when I heard that this movie was coming out, like, really, they're making a movie of this? But I was actually pleasantly surprised. I thought that the movie was really funny. I thought the voice cast was great, and the animation looked wonderful. I hope that we get to see more from Robio Animation. I'm excited to see what they do next. Again, I thought the humor was really great in this movie, um, lots of cool puns, and I thought it was really funny how the birds couldn't fly, and that was like an assumed and known thing that birds can't fly. <laughs> Um, the only thing I didn't really like about this movie were the pigs. I thought they were a little unappealing. We didn't really get to know them. Honestly, if the whole movie was just on Bird Island, I would have been perfectly fine with that. Um, I, yeah, again, the pigs, everything about them was a little weird. But other than that, I thought the movie was great. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Thank you for all you, <laughs> thank you for all you do. Bye. I'm glad she liked it. Well, I, about the pigs, I, um, I think that, I don't know the the less I know about them the better in my opinion because like you don't ever want to get into that that like if you're gonna have a villain make them a villain like don't make don't be sympathetic towards them you know like don't make this tragic backstory Maleficent that makes you <laughs> like pity them and change your view of them and takes away from the power of the fact that they're a, a villain in the first place so that's just my opinion on the pigs I uh, well, we we do know quite a lot about them they are industrial they are technologically advanced they are greedy and hungry and they're all southern i guess i don't know (laughs) awesome okay next one is from rachel hi rotoscopers hi so i had the chance to see angry birds and i didn't really like it very much i thought the animation was pretty good but other than that i felt like it had too much sort of tawdry humor that I didn't really like. And I felt like the messaging was very strange. Uh, I I thought that I, I was expecting it to be sort of a Grinch type story with the character learning to be kind and learning to not be angry. But instead they sort of combined anger with confidence and they made it seem like the <laughs> Never characters a good combination. that weren't angry were sort of stupid and gullible and whereas like red he's angry and he's somehow smarter and he kind of figures things out 
So that was really odd messaging for a film aimed at, at kids. I thought that was strange. And I thought the music was really overbearing and loud and, and just kind of obnoxious, distracting. And, and the musical sequences like the hoedown went on so long that I just grew tired of them. And I don't know, I just, I didn't like it. I didn't think it was very good. So hopefully you guys like it better than I did. Uh, and, um, yeah, uh, well, I, I'm curious it, what you, what you'll think. So thanks. Oh, thank well, you so much. Now so, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, here it is. Uh, <laughs> you know, I like your point that you made. Okay. For one, let, let's not get off track with the whole, like, okay, in the, you boil it down to its main ingredients. It's about standing up to your, to bullies. It's about standing up to, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, fighting for justice and, and, and freedom and all that stuff. But at the same time, Red's motivation and re- uh, based on Red's personal like story arc, you're right. It's he he basically combined combined his anger with newfound confidence, mm-hmm. and you boil that all together, and you get a a bona fide Sith Lord. Like <laughs> anger and confidence <laughs> equals Sith Lord. <laughs> and, um, and that's pretty much it. Like. Um, you're right. There needed to be a moment where he had a change of heart, but then you wouldn't have angry birds, would you? Ooh, maybe they just get angry ya? when would you? Would you? <laughs> uh, but then maybe they just get angry when they get invaded. You know, I don't know. Okay, next one. We have two more, uh, and that are talking about Angry Birds specifically, and then we have one question. So Ryan, you are up. Hello, Rotoscopers. Ryan Prado here with my voicemail for the Angry Birds review. Upon Chelsea's request to go support animation, I went out to the theater, and you know what? I do not regret my purchase. It was actually a pretty fun movie. Went, brought my baby sister who wanted to come see. Well, she's not a baby; she's a toddler. Well, it was a six-year-old. Who knows? Science can never tell us what a toddler is, but. I enjoyed myself. She explained to me the vast Angry Birds lore. Pigs take the eggs. Birds try to get them back. Which, actually, now that I think about it, two-thirds of the movie went by before they actually got the eggs. And there was a lot, you know, I don't know if it was a lot of lowbrow humor, but I think it was up until... I. This is one of those movies that those last... 10, 15 minutes really justify all the time you invested because that final scene was I'm discounting the rest of the movie because I think the the entirety of the movie gets a three star, if not a 2.5 for me. But that final scene, five out of five, it it was th- the, all the potential that was in the concept of making an Angry Birds movie was in those final 15 minutes with that amazing scene. But like I said, right now, as a whole, three stars. Sistering liked it. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Thanks, Brian. I'm so glad that you had that. I, I can't add. even remember. Something about a gigantic explosion. Well, the the big pot falls on top of him, and then the giant, yeah. On red, it and it shields him from the deafening explosion. Uh-huh. And then the, oh, did you guys, I did end up watching the continuation during the the. We um, left credits. during the credits. We left. Yeah. Well, they did have like the three little birds that he saved and they like have their superpower of like. <laughs> yep. That's from the, uh, that's from the, the game. 
I, I assumed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Two more voicemails. So first one is Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hello, Rose Skypers. It's me, Sarah, again. And I am here to leave a voicemail for Angry Birds podcast. I'm not too enthusiastic. I'm not going to lie. But I finally watched Titan AE, and it was it was what it was. I wasn't really wild about it. Um, the special effects and scenery were really good, but the plot and characters, they were kind of hokey. Sorry, Mason. This is not one of those Donald Blitz movies I will be watching over and over and over. Um, oh, no, I have to give it just a two out of five stars. So, yeah. Bye, Morgan, Mason, and Chelsea. I love y'all, and have a good day. Bye. Thanks. Sarah, we love y'all, too. I totally forgive you for not being crazy for Titan AE. It's totally, like, 10-year-old Mason loved it, and he never stopped loving it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Last one is MJ with her question. So, here we go. Hello, fellow Rotoscopers, it's MJ here, and I want to say a big congratulations to Morgan for her news, and this had me think of a question for you guys. What is the very first animated movie that you would love to show your children, if or when you have them? What's the movie that you just can't wait to share with them? Thanks, guys. Love you all. Oh. So that was a question that she sent in for a few episodes ago, but... Uh, we we moved it so well. It's a it's a good one. It's a timeless one. Mm-hmm. Y'all go first. Which ones would you show your kids? The, f- the first animated film you would show your your children. <sighs> Morgan, you go first. This should be on the brain. That's hard. This should be well, on the brain. Well, because you want to show age appropriate films, right? So maybe your Land fav- before time. Your favorite movie isn't necessarily the most appropriate, right? Um, uh, I feel like you just can't go wrong with certain Disney ones. I mean, I'd want to say, oh, it, it's got to be Beauty and the Beast. But Beauty and the Beast has some pretty scary moments. Yeah, it could be scary it's... for... And, and and what age am I showing kids these movies? I don't know. I mean, of course, you people always start out as being the parent of like, my children will never, ever watch movies or TV. And then by the time they're two or by the time the second or third one rolls around, it's like... You're like, kid, just shut up and watch, watch Thomas the Tank Engine. And leave me alone. So... <laughs> I do not have um, unrealistic expectations for what will happen based on my experience with everybody else and their parenting experiences. So uh, still, you can't um, shy away from good quality family entertainment. That's the thing. I'm like, I got, it's my duty to represent the good stuff. Right. So uh, unfortunately I do in my Disney movies, anywhere collection have some strange films, um, that just because, you know, you get the digital copy and I'm like, Ugh, can I just like hide that so the child never has to watch that? Because <laughs> not worth it. But anyway, so I I don't know. Little Mermaid can't go wrong with that. I don't know. What do you think? I, Little I Mermaid don't might have some scary things. stuff in it. Mm. Well, you got to remember that if you go really young, they won't even realize what they're watching. It's true. <laughs> okay. But if you go Winnie too old. Is, is as good as you're going to get at that oh, age. Oh, dude. I don't know. They might be too yeah. scary. That, oh, yes. The heffalumps. And that one legitimately freaked me out as well, a there child. there we go. They did? Thanks for the suggestion. <laughs> now that I'm the, realizing it. I think the first it. animated film I watched was Peter Pan. That one's pretty light. Mm, don't you think? 
Mm-hmm. Captain Hook's not really that threatening. Hunger Dalmatian. Well, Cruella, no. she is kind of crazy. The real world, scary world beyond is all reason. scary, so we just need to say, hey, you gotta <laughs> deal have a with little it. bit of scariness and deal with it. Uh, no, yeah. um... Watership down, no definitely. No watership yeah. down. I think I'll hold <laughs> off for a bit. But, I mean, most Disney... They wouldn't appreciate it for what it was. Most Disney is... Although, I do have, at some point in time, I will be showing my children Fantasia and they will be liking it because I know I've mentioned before if you don't grow up with Fantasia you don't appreciate Fantasia and I was watching it with my in-laws and nieces and nephews and 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 whatnot and like they were eventually 30 minutes into it so this is boring what is this I want to change it I'm like it's Fantasia it's amazing so I think that's one that you had to have grown up at a very very young age watching it and loving it because that's me I always remember watching that or or looking at my Disney VHS collection which one am I going to watch today and picking Fantasia or picking this one or that one ah the squishy box so good gotta have that our kids won't have that they won't be able to they'll just have cold hard streaming data You can't you can't bring that to school and show it off to your friends. Oh, I'm being mad when Look at the stream. <laughs> yeah, um, the times. <laughs> I don't know. I th- I think something maybe like Robin Hood. Um, maybe not Fox and the Hound. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe Winnie the Pooh. Something like that. Yeah, I would go Cinderella probably. Oh, nice. Cinderella is a good one. Pretty light. Are there any non Disney yeah. that we would? Nope. <laughs> a lot of definitely the Disney Pixar. I mean, most... Pixar. Pixar yeah. I think I think Pixar tends to be well, not older, but I don't know. Toy up, Story. Up Every would, kid loves Toy up Story. Up would be a cute one for Cars a young for kid. boys. And oh girls. yeah, Cars is. Awesome. I mean, not saying girls only because can't I like saw cars, some. But... I saw some hate in the chat. I would totally make my kids watch Rockadoodle all the time. Ah, so. Rockadoodle. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap it up, folks. So before we go, we need to rate the movie. And what would you rate this film? Two stars, people. I rarely vote. I I rarely rate one so low, but two stars, man. I I just I was literally bored during this film and I'm never bored like watching animated films. So something went wrong here. I also give two stars. It was hard. It was a struggle. And the struggle was real. The struggle was real. And I, I'm really glad, though, that there are those people that enjoyed it. And I really want them to be really loud because that's awesome. Somebody needs to pat somebody on the back saying they did a good job because you put a lot of effort into something. You want it to be good. And I wanted it to be good as well. But it just wasn't my cup of tea. How about that? How politically correct can I go? <laughs> I will. Yes. Two stars. Done. Done. <laughs> Got it. So, if you would like to give us your review, be sure to go to rotoscopers.com slash 124 and let us know in the comments your review, your thoughts, what worked, what didn't work about the Angry Birds movie. I know people in the comments who joined us live had lots of thoughts about this, and so we appreciate everyone who joined us live. It's been amazing um, to have you guys and to be able to interact, and, and it really adds a lot to the show. 
So thank you, thank you. Uh, next one is going to be Song of the Sea, Ooh. which is very, very highly requested. A lot of people Yay, have been wanting、yeah. us to do this for a long time. Um, followed by Finding Dory. So make sure to see those two films, Finding Dory, when it comes out. Go support it in theaters.、Uh, also, Angry Birds movie. If you have not seen it, go support it in theaters as well. And、uh, Song of the Sea. I will include links on the bottom of rotoscopers.com where you can rent it if you have not seen it、uh, through iTunes and then Amazon. So check that out. And、um, if you would like to support the show, we have various ways. You can support us on shopping on Amazon, rotoscopers.com slash Amazon. You can also support us by being a patron. So, rotoscopers.com slash patron, that's where you, you give a little monthly、um, subscription or a monthly pledge to each one of us. And I think now、um, I do, I am behind on some of the patron perks.、Um, Uh, the stickers that I have to mail out and the cards that go along with that. I know some of you are waiting, and I'm very, very sorry. I blame it on being really, really sick and totally unmotivated. So I will get those out to you.、Um, but as far as the other perks go, we do have a monthly、um, episode where we just have a whole lot of fun. It's really turned into this fun QA, and then Mason starts drawing just random requests from the patrons. <laughs> and、um, our It's a next- great time. We will be doing recording our show for April.、Um, have we decided a date?、Uh, April, or sorry, we already did that. May.、Uh, we're we're May, in May. <laughs> this is the last day of May, but we will be recording our episode for the May Rotocast very soon. Did we decide on the date, ladies and gentlemen? We have not、um, posted a date. We will, but... If you are a patron, we will decide that within the next little bit, and we will email you. To the, if you're the patrons, $5 or more, you get access to that show. So,、uh, thanks so much for those who have supported us and continue to support us. It really means a lot to us. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. And、um, yeah, until our next episode, Song of the Sea, I'm really excited. We're going completely other direction, it seems, with our next film. So, yeah, can't yeah. wait for that. And so, before we sign off, any last、uh, announcements, thoughts? One more. This was a big, a big episode for us all. Yeah, yeah. Whether、uh, or not <laughs> we liked it or not. <laughs> one, one more idea for an animated film based off a video game. <laughs> Perfect. Duck Hunt movie. Yes, I saw that earlier in the chat too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. You can find us on social media. I have not been very active on social media, unfortunately. I'm so sorry.、Um, It's been lame, but、um, at Morgan Stradling on Twitter, Instagram, and of course, Snapchat. Chelsea Robson is at Chelsea Robson on Twitter, ChelseaRobson.com. She's also Instagram, Snapchat, Periscope, and so find her there. And well, Snapchat is Chelsea M. Robson.、Uh, I was late on that one. You got to be first one. You got to go. Once you hear of a new thing, you got to snatch up your name. I know. Got to catch them all. And Mason Smith has a very common, somewhat common name and is Mason SMTX in all good places, Twitter,、um, and also his masonsmithportfolio.com. So check him out there. He is officially legit, no longer an aspiring animator. He's a freaking animator, guys. So props to him. <laughs> He、thank、just you, adds so many, so many kudos to our, our level of awesomeness on this podcast. Oh, wow. Thank you guys. Okay, so until next episode, we, we are the Rotoscopers.
seriously, what gets inside his life support doohickeys? What? What are they talking about? They are talking about who knows what over there. She also looks very 70s with her lighting. Oh, I know. <laughs> I don't know you're how like to... A, you're like an Instagram filter. <laughs> <laughs>